Before we dive right into this episode, I wanted to let you know about an awesome freebie we just created, 100 Evergreen Content Ideas, a PDF. Many of us are content creators and know that in this day and age, you've got to post online to get ahead. But there are many roadblocks to posting. Roadblocks like maybe you're concerned that you'll run out of ideas or that people won't care or that it will take too long. Writing content doesn't have to be hard. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need to ask yourself the right questions. And this freebie is going to be your saving grace when you're stumped. If you've got a blog post that's long overdue, crack this open, choose a question, and start writing for your medium. If you're lost for an Instagram caption, just look here for inspiration and get posting. Check it out at philp.al slash 100 ideas and never wonder what to post online again. Now, on to the show. there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. And this is the podcast where we talk about positioning, building, and promoting your brand. Usually it's one of those topics that we dive deep on, one of those stages of our branding process. Okay, today is a splashy, exciting topic. We're excited for a number of reasons. Are we not, Lauren Moore? I can't remember the last time I was so excited about anything, honestly. Reason number one, the topic itself is exciting and interesting because it involves television. In fact, special shout out to Sophia sent me a message a few weeks ago saying, Phil, I'm applying for casting for a TV show for a reality show. She asked me for advice on getting ready for a TV show that she was applying for. And I thought, bingo, bango, bongo, what a perfect podcast topic, discussion, episode. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, is we could only think of one person, one one person that would be perfect to talk to about this. One expert, one professional. Skyping, Zooming, making his presence known. Decades ahead of the industry. All the way from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, North America, the world. His name is Jake Rehorst. And he's been a friend of ours for a very long time. Jacob Peter Rehorse. <laughs> ah, we know everything about you. Welcome to Brand Therapy. Hi. Hi. This is silly because we're actually all BFF AEs. And this now is we're... So... Oh, sorry. No, you can talk. I'm so excited to be here. This is really fun. And thank you for that exceptional intro. So let's paint a picture. Sophia goes to me on Instagram DMs. We keep in touch. I mean, we love Sophia. So she goes, Phil, oh my God, at the end of this week, I have a casting interview via Zoom, obviously right now. What do I wear? What do I do? What do I say? How do I present myself in the best way possible? What Sophia didn't realize is that we have you. You've done casting for years. Tell us just before we get into like the knit and the grit, bye-bye, what are the shows that you worked on, et cetera? Yeah, so I've been working in TV now for about like 10 years. And I would say casting for seven or eight years, I would say. Some of the shows that I've done, I've kind of been all over the place, but like sort of found my niche in cooking shows. So I started my first show casting was Four Weddings Canada, which was so fun. We did two seasons of that. And then I went on to like, I did Storage Wars Canada. I've done The Great Canadian Baking Show, which is the version of the Great British Bake Off for the Canadians, Canadian viewers. I did three seasons of Canada's Worst Driver. I've done six seasons of MasterChef Canada. 
Iron Chef Canada, Wall of Chefs. And I think that's my most recent stuff. Battle of the Blades a long time ago. Oh, yes. I yeah. forgot about that. Stephen and Chris. A oh long God, time Stephen ago. and Chris. Oh, yeah. Ages. And that's it. Oh, lots of fun stuff. Wow. It's a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. And then for the casting, just to clarify with these competition shows, you are basically figuring out who you want to cast to compete on the shows. And you're also considering what chemistry people might have with the other contestants. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's that's mostly right. So basically what I do is I'm kind of the first line of communication for people who are applying to these shows. So like, let's say, Lauren, you love to cook. You're really into, I'm just going to use like a show that I've done for six Please. years and that I know really well. I mean, I'll use MasterChef Canada as an example. So like, let's say you love to cook. You are a home cook. You're the best cook in your friend group. All your friends and family say, Lauren, you are the best cook. You should apply for MasterChef Canada. You apply. You send in your application. You tell us a little bit about yourself, why you love to cook, you know, what your friends say about your food, what your signature dishes, blah, 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 blah. You give me all this information. That comes to me. And so I read through it. It's first impression. And it is, if you're good on paper, if you sound interesting on paper, if you sell yourself on this application and I think you have a compelling story, then I say, yeah, let's see more of you. Let's go for it. And you get through to the next round. What makes someone stand out on paper that makes you want to go to second base with them? Like what? Think about I can't believe you're calling it second base. I know. It's so inappropriate. Well, it's my podcast. I'll do what I want. Do what I want. Do what I want. (laughs) That's that's life, baby. That's life, baby. So (laughs) tell me how you get to second base with someone. That's a good question. So if I'm going through my casting portal and I have hundreds and hundreds of names, I literally look at like a picture that's the size of a of a loony for our American listeners. It's a loony. <laughs> <laughs> and that's called a pregnant pause. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at hundreds and hundreds of tiny little thumbnails that are the size of a loony. I click on pictures that look good where I can see your face. I can't tell you how many times I've skipped over someone because they choose to upload a photo that doesn't have their face on it. That's like step number one. It doesn't have to be a headshot. It's just like something that's fun, something that's going to tell me a little bit about you. And but what do you mean by tell me a little about you? I like to get a little bit of someone's personality at each stage. The profile photo is a great example. So if I'm a fisherman or something, <laughs> what a fun example. If I'm a fisherman or something, I'm going to put a photo of me with a fish or on a fishing boat or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So something that tells me a little bit about them as a character. And then moving on, when I'm reading their application... It's a very gray area of too long versus too short. I like short, concise answers. If it's too long and you're not really saying anything, I'm going to get bored. I'm going to go a little bit cross-eyed and start scrolling through, unfortunately. But basically, I think it's just really telling your story and telling me who you are in a compelling way. and something that's going to make me interested in you. It doesn't have to be like crazy, insane stories or anything. Like I literally don't care if you're like living out of your car or what your job is. As long as like you're honest with me and you tell me exactly what's going on in your life, that's all I want to hear. It's interesting because it's not that different from branding, which is like, how do we tell a compelling story, but also respect the time of your audience? So in this case, you are almost kind of vetting them first to make sure that you're interested in who they are and how they're communicating. Because if you're not interested in it, then the audience is definitely not going to be interested in it. Here's something interesting. 
what you do and actually what we do is not drastically different. I mean, we're a part of crafting that message so people pay attention, but so are you. You're on the team of people that help craft that message so the audience pays attention and doesn't change the channel. I just had a really interesting connection here. You and I both have insanely short attention spans, and it probably makes us better at our jobs. That's really interesting. We're getting deep, deep. Oh, is this a therapy? This is brand therapy. <laughs> We're putting the therapy on brand therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, yeah, no, I think there's, I think that's really interesting. I think there's a lot of really interesting parallels between casting and branding. I was thinking about that when I was preparing. I mean, basically, it's about first impressions and what you want people to get out of you. If I'm someone who's applying, I want to sell myself. I want to put my best foot forward. So when you're casting, are there any specific factors that help someone's application stand out other than length of writing and the photo? Like, is there a personality type you're looking for? or I'm not looking for any particular personality. 10 years ago, I think the archetypes that are like typically used for storytelling are a little bit gone. I think there's too many interesting people to be for, for you to box them into anything, right? I also think it's really important to tell as many stories as you can because the more stories you tell, the more people can see themselves on TV and say, hey, that's, I, like, I connect with that character. I connect with that person. You know, I'm rooting for them. So I think that's really important. So no, there's no certain type of personality. I mean, obviously, if you're a wallflower and you can't string a sentence together, like super shy, I don't think it's the right fit for you. Probably not going to be the right fit for you, but... Yeah, I love someone who I can connect with and who is chatty. Yeah. And when I'm interviewing someone, the good ones for me are people who who I can have a conversation with and not so much ask questions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it should come it should come kind of naturally. Obviously, I have to ask questions, but... Because it's not like a job interview. It's not really that kind of like formal structure. It's more you're trying to get a sense of how that person fits into the puzzle. They're a puzzle piece. That guest doesn't necessarily... That contestant or whatever you call it, that participant participant doesn't necessarily know all the other variables. They might be awesome, but you can't have two of the same person, for example. So, but also due to the nature of this, people get really excited. As soon as you have one interview, it's like you get the first reply. You're like, oh my God, I might be on TV. This might change my career. This might change my life. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, and this happens on literally every show, I'm working on a kids cooking show right now. There's so many amazing kids that I would love to see more of and like I'd love to see on the show. But at the end of the day, we have X number of spots. And it's exactly that. I say this to everybody who doesn't make it onto a show. I say it's a puzzle and we had to put this puzzle together and it just didn't fit this year. Your piece didn't fit. I don't like to say that. Is that what you say to the the children you're interviewing? To break their hearts, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had anyone cry? Have you ever told someone that they're not on the show and they've cried? How do you tell them to by email? I haven't had to reject anybody yet. But yeah, probably an email or like a phone call if I'm like, if I really like the kid or if I really like the person, I'll call them. It sucks though, because yeah. And that's the one thing that I tell people is like, it doesn't fit this year, but next year, please apply again. There have been so many shows that I've worked on where like someone has applied three years in a row and it takes them until the fourth year to make it on. You know what I mean? Interesting. There's so many variables. They're just like, completely unplanned when you're putting a cast together. Do you have any examples of someone's career really skyrocketing from being on a show and you've cast them? And did you feel kind of partially excited 
about how you played a role in that person's brand growing? Any examples? Yeah, no, there's, I mean, I won't mention any names because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but there's one person who, on MasterChef Canada, who, like, I did their initial phone call with. I met them in person a ton of times and who, like, went on to win the show. She ended up getting this, like, she's just like from the moment that I talked to her, I was like, oh my God, you are going to win the show. And I remember I met her in the, when we were doing in-person auditions in Toronto. I remember we had this like lineup of like hundreds and hundreds of people. And I saw her because her photo matched her thumbnail that I saw in her application. I recognized her instantly. She also had a, like a very definitive look. She had like bright hair, cool colored sunglasses, super distinct. I'm not saying everybody has to do that. Everybody's different and it doesn't fit for people. But and I remember seeing her and being like, oh my God, you are, you are, I like, I know who you are. And then she did incredible in the show. She took everybody's criticism and just did better and kept doing better. She was there with a purpose, which I think is really important, especially on a competition show, is you can't get caught up in like the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and like how tired you are and like <laughs> how long you've been waiting. And at the end of the day, you're there to, to win a prize and you're there to, you're there to enhance your brand and enhance your career. Anyway, she has a show on like a major Canadian network now. So cool. Incredible. Yeah. You changed her life. Well, she did. She but, did. Yeah. But you helped it. You opened the door. Yeah. yeah. So what advice would you have for someone that is auditioning or applying? Let's say they make it past the written application and then they get to the video component. What do you recommend they wear or they do to present themselves confidently in video format. Okay, that's what I was going to say because you were saying this person, Sophia, who yes. she applied for a show? Yes. Okay. I mean, this is what I do basically like when I apply for a job or when I'm like being considered for a job because I I'm a like I freelance, so I'm working on four or five different shows a year. So like whenever I'm in consideration for a show and I don't get it, the hardest part is when you get too excited about it. You guys like must know this too. Yes. When you get too excited about it and you're like, it's just like, it really, then it like really hurts to like not get it because you're super excited. And that happens to everybody who's like, who's a freelancer. So that's just normal. But like, I would say as a person to person piece of advice that I can give to people, take every step as it comes and just like be fine with it if it doesn't work. And this is something that I tell people when they get on a show, if it's like a multi-episode show, it's not just one episode, but is to like, is to, Wear colorful clothes always look better. Colorful solids always look the best. They make you pop. That's great. I wouldn't say there's like nothing like no dress or like, you know, clothes specifically that we're looking for. But like I say cons like consistency in your look though is really important. So before someone comes to a show, I always say like, what kind of t-shirts do you like? Or what shirts do you like to wear? If it's a guy, I'm like, what shirts do you like to wear? They like to wear like button down shirts. I'd say, okay, go out, buy like six of the exact same button down in different colors and wear that. So like when I see that person, when I saw that person last week, they're wearing a blue button down shirt. When I see them this week, they're wearing a green button down shirt. Like that's a, like little, little pieces of consistency are, I think are really important. Also with women too, I think more, their look is a little bit more defined by like hair. So if they can do their hair the exact same way every single week, every time that I see them, I think that's, it would just help. It helps me remember a little bit because I'm seeing hundreds of people. I love that idea. Yeah. That is a really good idea. And that's branding in a way, what you wear, how you show up. Oh, that's so smart. And that would probably 
that advice would carry through to actually being on the show in a way. You want to make sure that you are reinforcing how people perceive you and it should be consistent. 100%. I mean, I've never given that advice to anybody before they've come on the show, but I think that's a really good idea to think about. And also, yeah, for sure, it carries through to being on a show, 100%. Almost like the more your look varies, the less memorable you are or in terms of your physical appearance enhancing the experience that someone has of you. Yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. There needs to be like visual continuity, whether it's you're wearing the same color. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest the same color, but same look, similar look. Cool. So let's say you've done the preliminary interviews, you've weeded down to the main people that you're most excited about. What happens next? Like, do you need to sell them to internally to executives? Yeah. So basically what I do after we've kind of got it down to, you know, a top X number of people, a top like 40 or 50 or whatever, we kind of have to go through and we we like, this is, this is kind of fun is we have to, and not in every show, it's different for everything, but like we, we write little like one pagers for everybody. So it's like a, a tagline at the top. So I think what's important and this kind of, this, there's not, I wouldn't say to really like focus on this. So if you're applying to something, this is more, this is more my job, but it's, we, what I like in a person is if I can really boil down their personality and who they are to like, to make them as two dimensional as possible. So it's like two or three words that really describe them. So for Phil, let's say, if I'm going to boil down your personality, I'm going to say like, you're like world traveler and you're an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like that kind of describes you at your like your core. It's really superficial and there's obviously more to you. But to, if I'm going to remember you... For the purposes of television, yeah. you have to simplify it. For the purposes of television, for the purposes of just like, I mean, even for like a brand, you don't want to like a full paragraph on who yeah. you are, right? For anybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of what I have to do. So I boil them down onto like a one page. It's like really quick notes of like interesting facts, what, who their family is. Like I want to know about them. I want to know about their family, where they came from, a little bit of what they want to do. I don't really, I don't want to make it a, a lot about that, but it's more about, more about who they are and what their stakes are is really important. And when I mean, when I say stakes, I mean like, why is it so important that they get on this show now? If they don't get on the show now, how is their life going to change? What like, is it going to change for the negative? Mostly like, obviously negative is great. Like it has to be like immediate. They have to have this change now. You want the stakes high. I want the stakes high, of course. Yeah. Because it makes it easier to tell their story. And then it's again, it's like the th- a thumbnail of them. It's like a, it's a picture and maybe like a video link to their audition. And so like that's basically, so I have like an eight by 10 piece of paper that I'm giving to uh, an executive producer to say, this is this person and here's why you should like them. And here's what's interesting about them. Cool. Yeah. So, and again, to my whole thing with finding a person and this is really what it comes back to. And it's like, everything falls under the umbrella of being an authentic person and showing your authentic self. I can really tell within 10 seconds of, of meeting someone or being on the phone with them if they're trying to sell me on something that they actually aren't. You know what I mean? Like, it's an incredible first impression that is, it's, it's, it's really important. So I have a question about casting like villains in reality TV. Yeah. I'm almost trying to think of like in the, if we were thinking, I know this isn't a competition, but if we're thinking about selling Sunset. Oh, just for example, selling Sunset. For example, selling Sunset. No one's favorite show. If you think about 
Christine and like the stakes she has, would you say that the stakes are high for her because she wants to, she doesn't want to be overthrown by Chriselle? Like, I'm sort of thinking like, how can you cast a villain? Like, yeah. Do you know, is this a dumb question? No, I think. Do you cast a villain in every show? I think that's that's like, that's a, that's a good question. Everybody who is on the show or on any show is, is who they are to a certain extent. I'm not sure about like, you know, more like docu-soaps and like selling sunset kind of shows. But anybody who you see on TV is, is, is themselves, basically. I've never had an experience where I've said, oh, we need this person because they're, they're angry all the time. And people will always say, and this drives me insane, is when people are, like you see interviews with people who are on shows and they've been, they're the villain because they're, <laughs> they're awful. Yeah. Um, is, is them being like, oh, it's editing. They're editing it to make me look like that. I'm like, no. They say that all the time. You, it's, yeah. it's, it's all over the place. It's who they are. They said those things to that person who they're talking to. I've never known of anything being like edited in a way that it makes somebody look because I want, because we want them to look bad. Yeah. I mean, it's great when someone's direct and it's great when someone is assertive and really like a leader who's going to put people in their place. I love that. But I don't think they're a villain. Right. So I guess like self-awareness is kind of the most important thing because you want to be predictable as a person to whoever's going to be casting you in the show. Like if you're a crazy kind of wild card of a person, that's fine because you're going to be predictably unpredictable. And that's part of who you are. Exactly. I think, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't care who you are, just as long as you like commit to who you're being. So any parting advice for someone who wants to be on TV and is going to go through the application process, how are they going to impress someone like you? I think the best thing that I can say is just be yourself. I mean, I'm speaking from through my lens, but like, I think that what casting is, is finding people who are truly authentic. Like I want someone so who is so themselves that it's like, it's painful. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they just don't know anything different. And I think someone who's authentic and it is, yeah, just, just themselves. And that's the thing is like, that's all you can do. And there's no, there's no right thing to do. There's no wrong thing to do, but just be yourself. Okay. And that's for life too. Just be yourself. How can people keep in touch with you if you have questions, if they want to follow you on social media, or they want to get more info, wink, wink? Where can they find you online? Oh, sure. I think for like professional stuff, if anybody wants like advice or I don't know, if people want to talk to me, my LinkedIn is the best place to go. Great. Uh, Jay Rehorst, which is J-R-E-H-O-R-S-T. And then I guess Instagram too. Uh, there's nothing that good on there though. I think there's a lot of good stuff on there. Thanks, Lauren. There's a picture of Lauren and I on her Instagram. So check that out. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed this episode, we want to hear from you. We've had a little bit of silliness, but hopefully you found it useful as well. Brand therapy. Well, I should say hashtag brand therapy to continue the conversation. I'm at Phil Palin across social media. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Let's continue the conversation there. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love forever if you would leave a review in the iTunes store. Five star, five star will help other people discover this podcast that we work really hard to create. Well, until next time, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out with us. It was my pleasure. I love you guys. And the listener, thank you. Thank you for putting up with our silliness. And we'll see you next time back here on Brand Therapy. Bye-bye.